0: Listening to The New Mamas Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The New Mamas Podcast. I'm here with Jackie. She professionally goes by Jacqueline. <laughs> she is at sort of space, sort of space, right? Okay, mm-hmm. on the Instagram. She is a professional organizer, and you can also sing, too. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, in, in, a, in a past life. <laughs> Although my daughter does prefer my lullabies to my husband's. So that gives me some credibility.
0: (laughs) I love, I love that. Yes. And we are giggling so much because I feel like, okay, we are, we recorded together two years ago. You know, is it
1: almost, if not two years. Yeah.
0: Wild. And her daughter Kennedy and my son Archie are like, I don't know, a month apart. I think Kennedy's birthday's in May hmm yeah and Archie's in June so we like had babies around the same time I don't know how I got connected with you it was definitely on Instagram I don't yeah. know if like I followed you I think I followed you because you were friends with my friend Brianna yes we're mm-hmm. both friends and then I was like oh this chick seems cool professional organization I need and then yeah so just yeah we really clicked but we did an episode originally about organization I think mm-hmm.
1: Prepping for a baby.
0: Prepping for a baby, yeah. and this time we're going to be talking about having a second baby. Number one, because Jackie is pregnant.
1: I am. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yes,
0: congratulations, and we'll talk Thank about you. that because I know that your journey with Kennedy was a little difficult or a little different, right? Or, or mm-hmm. I don't know. Actually, I'm excited to get into that, and yeah. we'll also be talking about. We'll be talking about like preparing for a second baby too, like the changes that we're making in our houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll just be fun to talk about because I have like an older, smaller home. I don't have like a 5,000 square foot Texas home. Like all you gals down in the South with giant houses. Like I envy you. I do not have that. So I have to be creative with my space. Like one of the things that we're doing is like my office is huge and Archie's room is tiny. I'm actually switching rooms. So He's going to get the big, him, him and his sister are going to get the bigger room and I'm going to get a little office, which I'm fine with, but I'm trying to get him excited. He's all excited. He's like, mommy's office is going to be my room. I'm going to have a big room. And I'm like, yes, you are, honey. That's um, awesome.
1: Okay. So how pregnant are you? I am 18 weeks in one day. It's like legit.
0: <laughs> Yay. That is so exciting. Yeah. And the, your first daughter, your first
1: daughter, your daughter, because
0: mm-hmm. we don't know the gender. Actually, it is oh. my
1: first daughter. I'm having another girl.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to need all the tips of being yeah. a girl mom. <laughs> going to need it. So you did IVF,
1: right, mm-hmm. with
0: Kennedy. And then did yep. you do IVF with your second as
1: well? Yeah. So this is another IVF baby. Both of my babies are going to be IVF kids. In terms of, like, nobody feels lucky when they have to pursue fertility treatments, right? But in terms of, like, being in the fertility world, I am definitely amongst the lucky ones. Um, We did one cycle of IVF, which yielded only two embryos, but they were tested to be genetically normal, the first one is my daughter Kennedy, and the second one is this pregnancy. So I feel very, very lucky in that respect. It is a very different kind of pregnancy journey, lots of medications and shots in the butt and all that kind of stuff. But
0: yeah, why? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You got to do intermuscular injections um, until 10 weeks before leading up to and in, throughout your pregnancy with IVF. Well, at least my protocol. P- Everybody's got a different sort of experience there, but yeah. Um, but we're we're past that threshold. I am now graduated into just like normal pregnant person territory. Although now I'm old, so I'm. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? You're not that old. Um, I just turned thirty-seven.
0: Thirty-seven. Yeah, it's yeah. like funny. So, like, well, for us, it's not that old, but
1: like, yeah, I really
0: feel like in our. Like geographic area of the United States. I think a lot of women are having children around. Oh, our for age. sure. For
1: sure. I'm not like within like my friend group and social circles and stuff. I'm very much in the realm of quote unquote normalcy for people having having babies right now. But in terms of medically speaking, I have, you know, the old lady markings on my chart.
0: Yeah. So, I know I'm the but, first you know. I'm, I'm the right. first of my friends and I am turning 35 so okay it's just yeah, yeah. so it's interesting okay that's well congratulations I, I think that was very well put like you don't feel lucky when you're have to pursue fertility treatments but then when it does take and it's successful like of course mm-hmm. you feel super blessed absolutely yeah yeah i sure Okay, so now that you're 18 weeks, are you
1: super excited? I am definitely starting to like feel like real deal pregnant. Like, let's get excited. Let's, you know, make changes. We did not find out the sex with our first child, but this time I wanted to know one to give myself like a different kind of experience and then two because I'm like logistically do I need all the stuff that I have in the basement um and so that was you know a big a big piece of it like wanting to prepare because like you mentioned earlier we have a smaller older home. We live in in Connecticut. Our house was built in the 50s and we're really grateful to have a home right now, but like, you know, she's quirky and she's not that big. And upstairs we have only two bedrooms. And so the room that I'm sitting in right now, which is our primary bedroom right now, we are going to be splitting it in half and turning it into a slightly larger bedroom and then a smaller like nursery and giving that space to the kids and we're going to take my daughter's room um oh my god you're doing the same thing sort of yeah sort of work better for our family longer term um so yeah we got we got some projects <laughs> but yeah it's making sure that we just tackle all the things like the the punch list is long when we're heading into this like family expansion but very excited about all of these projects and like just gearing up which is totally different from my first pregnancy where the anxiety was really prevalent. And I know that you struggled with that a lot too. And I know that you had that maybe even more in the postpartum period, but yeah. I, I struggled a lot, just like as an IVF pregnant person, trusting the fact that like this was going to work out. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really grateful because I'm not as anxious about that this time.
0: Yay. So, yeah, that's was so a lot exciting. better. That's good. I th- anxiety mm-hmm. is not fun. Either like before or after like it's just Mm -hmm. no fun Mm -mm. and it sucks because I feel like worrying I know this is so like okay worrying about it doesn't change the outcome Mm -hmm. which I I hate but like my logical brain tells me that and then my anxiety brain is just like what do you mean or like you know how people say like manifest stuff. I'm like, am I manifesting bad shit to happen? Because
1: well, and it you're it's hard. Like you then try really at least I try like to sort of straight talk myself. Like okay, these things are unrealistic that yes. like that you're thinking about. Like you need to try and deescalate where your your runaway train brain is going right now. But it doesn't make the when your logical brain is speaking to you in those moments, it doesn't make you feel less anxious. It just, it doesn't, it's almost like you're two separate people, like having a conversation with yourself and it's tricky. So I am grateful that I feel a little bit more at ease this, this time around for sure. But you know, it's, 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 there's like some sort of, comfort almost is knowing like oh i recognize what's happening to me right now and i'm going to be okay like i know what's happening like which helps um manage all those feelings that that come up from time to time but yeah i think that's just like a motherhood thing. <laughs> I don't know. A motherhood thing.
0: I know. Yeah. I'm like, any moms that, like, experience no anxiety whatsoever, like, you all are the lucky ones. Bless
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, talk
0: about being lucky. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, when, I think now I remember another mm-hmm. reason why I followed you. You came from New York. So, right, like, you used to live in New York City in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. And you had, I remember, I think I followed you because... I loved how you attacked smaller spaces like you have to be like to be a professional organizer. I think there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of professions, but I feel like if you can be a professional organizer in like a small space like that is a true. That is like level 100 (laughs) because I feel like my like a lot like my issue is like I just don't have anywhere to pull stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to creatively make a small space. But anyway, so we're. Uh, Where was I thinking my train of thought? Where did it go? This is pregnancy brain, everybody.
1: Listen, it's real. It happens all the time.
0: Okay, yes. So I also have a smaller quirky house. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you feeling about like all the stuff like that a newborn needs? Like, have Mm -hmm. you gotten to a place in your house right now where like the kid's stuff is manageable? And are you like worried about more stuff coming in? Like, how are you feeling about that?
1: Yeah, so I definitely coming from New York and working in small spaces and like figuring out storage solutions is definitely sort of like my, my home base of organizing. And then the next niche layer on that is kids stuff. Cause I was a nanny for a really long time before that. And now I have my own kids and then it's been really fun to help other people set up. And then it's also like, Ooh, I gotta do this for myself. <laughs> so I, I try to operate from, I'm not a minimalist, but I definitely try to keep it kind of tight with the gear and the kids stuff. We don't have a lot of space. We don't have like a separate playroom. Our living space and our our play areas are combined. So, being clever with the type of storage that I have in there, so that my daughter has access to toys and things that she wants throughout the day and when she's home, but also that I don't feel like I'm living in a in a play store. Like I I want it to feel like a place that I can go tidy up at the end of the night, and it's not overrun by her toys. So I do try to keep it pretty tight. I donate a lot of stuff when I when we've moved past it or or like moving things around in your friend circle is such a good way to do this. Like we've got I've got a couple of things for baby that I know my best friend couple towns over has because I offered them up to her two years ago and I'll be getting that back. But it just kind of. Moves around amongst us, and that's really helpful. One, from a budget perspective, some of this stuff is really expensive, and yeah. two, from a, a, like a hoarding and holding on to things perspective, from storage space. So it's gonna be chaotic. Like, there's gonna be two two small children at completely different phases of their life in our home, and there's gonna be a learning a curve for all of us, like adjusting to figure out what's necessary and what's not. There are certainly things that I feel like were tried and true for my first, but I'm also very aware that not all kids are the same and we could totally go down that road where this one product worked amazing for my daughter and for my new baby it is it's failing. It's not working at all. So, I I don't like to bring in too much stuff to start. I kind of like to have a nice like roster of essentials and then add in as needed and like switch out as needed because There's always going to be something that you need to replace or try differently because this second kid or like the things that you picked up for your baby just aren't working out. And that's totally normal. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with with what you chose or your baby with your baby. Like it's just they have preferences just like any other person. And in terms of like all the stuff, there's really a, a limited number of things that I think are absolutely essential. And then it's just like nice to haves on top of that. And those nice to haves really depend on your lifestyle and how how you live. And that might be like more limited because of your space. And that's kind of the field that I, I reside in. So,
0: okay. Are there any products that you're like, I am absolutely going to have this time that I didn't have last time?
1: Yeah. So, and I think we've actually mentioned, you might've mentioned this before. It's the same. I did not have like a, a glider or a rocker with with my, my first daughter. I, we didn't have the space. So in, when, when my first daughter was born, we were in a one bedroom apartment in Jersey city. And we just created like a nice little nook for her within our bedroom, which worked out great. But I was like, we don't have the space for a, a rocker. We don't need it. It's not essential. And it wasn't, we were fine without it until like, I don't know, many months into parenthood, we went to visit a friend and I put her down for sleep in some other kid's nursery. And I sat in this rocker and I was like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> this is nice. I understand why everybody wants one of these. So we are absolutely going to get like a a, a reclining rocker glider for this baby because I, I just, I yes. I buy into the hype now. I get it.
0: Yep. Like, did we survive as moms without one? Yes. Mm -hmm. But oh, my gosh, it will change everything. Like, just to be able to sit and Oh, my God. I'm like dreaming. I'm like Mm -hmm. salivating over (laughs) that idea of breastfeeding and raw. Ah, because I used to sit on the couch, just stationary. Yeah, it'll be Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, that is on my list too. Do you know which one you're getting yet? Like, there's I don't know
1: which one I'm getting yet. We're not gonna go crazy. There's some like really nice, swanky ones that are like, yes, you know, have all the all the gadgets and stuff. That's probably not the the uh, road that we'll go down. But I'm gonna do a little bit of research. I've I've got friends who've got all different types. So I got you know a little bit of referrals from across the spectrum so i'll just do some some research figure out what's available when and then then we'll just get one. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. Same. Cause I think there's one by nature and that's mm, like $1,200, $1, $1. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't really get it. I mean, it has a charging port for your
1: phone. Yes. Right. But I th- I heard it's amazing. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And like, if that is in your budget or if that is right. where you want to put your money, that is totally amazing. Good for you. That is probably not, not on my agenda, but you know, if someone gave it to me, I wouldn't be mad.
0: <laughs> yes, right, like yeah, if I got it for free, like no, yeah. I will no complaints here. We'll take it. Think sure. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and then how are you preparing Kennedy? Like is she excited? Does she can does she get it? Our kids are around the same age, so yeah. I feel like this is like I'm happy to be talking to you about this. For sure.
1: She she doesn't like when she remembers. She's kind of excited, you know. We'll mention like, <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> her day to day life has not changed yet, so you know yeah. she doesn't. It's not front of mind. But um, my little sister, who lives in the same town as me, actually just had her first baby a, a, a week ago last Thursday. Um, So my daughter has been able to actually see the progression of pregnancy on somebody else in our life close up. Very recently, so she's seen like, oh, there's something in her tummy, like, and she's felt the kicks and the movement. So she's got some information in there. I don't know if it's all totally coming together in terms of her understanding that that's exactly what's going to happen here. But she did say when we went to visit and she got to meet her new niece or my niece, her her new cousin. Well, that's not your, that's not my baby. And I said, well, where's your baby? And she said, in your tummy. <laughs> which I is like really cool. yeah. like, so get it. She's, she's kind of getting it. And I think she's excited, excited about the concept of a sister, but she's also, you know, like she held the, the little newborn baby and was like, oh, I'm all done with this <laughs> within like a minute. So I'm sure there's going to be plenty of growing pains. It's going to be a big adjustment for all of us, but I do think that overall it's going to be great. And she's going to enjoy being a sister. Um, maybe, maybe once, once she gets to boss her around a little bit more, it'll be even more exciting.
0: <laughs> I agree. I feel like when, I feel like when my, when Archie's like, five, I'm trying to do math right now. I'm like trying to think. Cause I feel like also when our, we had our first, like, I don't, I didn't really know that. I feel like, okay. When Archie turned like two and a half into three, I feel like that's when, okay, he started to like really experience the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's at, like, he's really conscious. Like he's like a, an adult. I feel like they're just kind of like blobs before. then. I, I'm probably totally wrong, but like, you know what I mean? I just feel like he's, I don't know, more
1: engaged. I, I would say that's probably around the time that kids start becoming more interactive with you, like that's yeah. when your relationship becomes this more like symbiotic instead of just fully dependent. Like there's, there's yeah. just a lot more interaction together. I feel like, you know, the early stages, like newborn life, which is all a blur at this point,
0: Like I, I know. know I didn't,
1: and it wasn't that long ago, but it wasn't very foggy. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's a, a stage of life where your baby is super dependent on you physically, especially if you're nursing, but regardless of how you're feeding your baby, like you, you give a lot physically, they need to be held. You have to feed them. They need to be burped. They're constantly being changed. A lot of times they won't sleep unless they're on your body. You need to rock. Like there's just so much physical demand. And then somewhere around that, like 12 to 18 month range, when they start entering into like toddlerhood, it, it becomes physical in a like game of catch. Like I gotta make sure you're not like I gotta keep my eyes and my brain on you at all times because you are just motoring around and trying to explore your world, but you're not totally capable of doing this on your own. And somewhere yes. in the, like there's a lot of watching. Yeah. Th- yeah. Somewhere in that two and a half to three-year-old range, it's like suddenly this like shift occurs. I'm sure there's some developmental terminology or a leap sure. or whatever happens there. But like all of a sudden it's like, let's. Let's talk about what you're experiencing. Yes. Tell me about your game, or like, you just it just changes and it's really, really fun. It's still tiring, but I feel like the way that we interact now in this particular age is really rewarding in a different way. Yeah.
0: I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can say Archie, like, I can tell him, like, he, he even has little chores now. Like, I tell him to go wash his hands, he can wash his hands,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he can go pee by himself. Wow. Amazing! Wow, just mm-hmm. like a game changer. He can poop yeah. by himself too, but he needs someone to wipe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> listen, we'll get there.
1: <laughs> I'm happy. with, I'm like whatever, and it's funny hard I'm like, pressed to meet an adult who who can can't, wipe. Themselves. Can't do it on their own, so like you 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 get there eventually, you know. Like,
0: <laughs> you know what I don't get? Why, as adults, do we use dry toilet paper to wipe our bottoms? Like wet toilet or the wet wipes are so much more efficient. Yeah, and wiping my butt like true.
1: I'm guessing it's like you know, big toilet paper. They've it's (laughs) a big
0: toilet paper lobby. That's what it is. Probably. Well,
1: it's biodegradable, (laughs) right? So that can be flushed, and the wipes can't really. But right, I don't know. We should probably all just have bidets, I guess.
0: Yes, I know. I should get one, but anyway, (laughs) we
1: digress.
0: (laughs) We digress. Yes. So yeah, I feel like when maybe the I think you're right. Like maybe like 18 months. 18 months to two and then however old that makes Archie. I feel like that will be the sweet spot of when they'll be starting to like actually play together. So I think I just have to hang on tight until then because I think it is because that's the thing. We keep saying, oh, you're going to have a sibling. And I keep saying like you're going to show her all your trucks and tractors and you can explain things to her. I think a lot of kids assume that you give birth to like a full grown toddler and they don't know of of course like they don't know so we'll see I don't know how it'll go for me either like Archie's excited like you said when he remembers like he'll randomly say mommy do you have a baby in your belly like he'll he's so cute and then he'll say like I'm gonna be a big brother like super randomly so I think the concept is building
1: yeah. Well, because wait, how how far are you? Twenty six.
0: Yes, twenty six.
1: You just posted weeks. about it. I oh well. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: So no, I'm, I'm yeah. not
1: keeping up. That it's not in my calendar.
0: <laughs> no, I did just post it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and you're yeah.
1: starting. You've got a belly, a little belly. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. A little belly, and so he like physically, it's easier for him to remember too. So, have I, you I
0: popped yet? Are you pop- not pop-
1: really? I definitely. I'm in that phase where. My normal clothes do not fit comfortably anymore, but I'm not quite round enough to fill out any maternity gear yet. So I'm just trying to wear things that are very stretchy or loose. (laughs) Um, But I did just pull out all my maternity clothes. I had a a box stashed in, in the basement, pulled them all out, sorted it, figured out what would fit and what wouldn't, what was seasonally appropriate, what wasn't, got rid of the stuff that's not, washed everything and put it in the closet. So it's ready when, when I do feel like I need to start just wearing maternity. Maternity. I feel like with me, at least last time, um, it happened kind of fast. Like I went from not really needing it to like very much needing it very quickly. So same. Yeah.
0: It happened this time too. Like I didn't really pop and it was in a span of like two weeks that like my stump, my stomach just went boom, which I actually, my hot take is I hate the stage in between first trimester and really popping because don't i feel, feel like- that i'm in right now <laughs> oh yes i think i hate okay know why i hate that face i hate it when people are like oh you don't even i didn't even know you're pregnant or d- you don't look pregnant and i'm like so do you just think i'm you know <laughs> do you think i just gained a lot of weight like i don't know you know it's not that that's bad but i just i don't know it's i like i was like i want to look pregnant damn it yeah. like it's that's not a bad of-
1: thing like when you're pregnant your whole like mental image of yourself is constantly sort of changing. Yeah. And so when you're in this phase the phase that I'm in, where it's like, I'm just sort of starting to show, I just feel kind of like, like in the morning, I just look kind of thick in the middle. And then in the evening, it looks more definitively round, you know, Definitive, but I'm yeah. not, I'm not quite there yet. It it can make you feel a little strange about your body. There's something yes. that's really comforting almost about like when you really do pop that's like oh i'm growing because there's a baby in there like there it is i see it everyone else do you see it <laughs> like, yes exactly it, it, like look this, yeah i didn't just, i totally you know, know what you're saying
0: <laughs> i didn't just get thicker in the last yeah, couple yeah. months like i just
1: yeah. yeah again
0: not that there's anything wrong with that but you yeah, know it's like a, it's yeah
1: it's just it's cuz it's happening so quickly i think and like I don't know the, towards the end of my last pregnancy, like each j- I just couldn't keep up. Like I'd look like every time I looked in the mirror, I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, wow. like, that's what I look like today. Like, it's just, you get your body changes so fast. You know, I'd bump into things. You lose perception of like how far you are from objects <laughs> because, because it's changing so quickly.
0: Yeah. It's that. Yes. Hey, everyone. It's your host, Lena Forrestal, taking a quick break from this podcast episode to ask you to support the show. I do this show because I love it. And as a self-funded creator, your support can help me pay for things like podcast hosting and an editor. So here's how you can help. Share this episode with a mom friend, caretaker, or soon-to-be mom friend. Leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you wanted to throw me some coins, you can donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash newmamaspodcast. Any little bit helps and I appreciate your support. Finally, give me a follow on Instagram at Lena Forrestal. I love meeting my listeners, so definitely send me a DM and introduce yourself. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Have you felt any flutters yet? Definitely. Um, and I've noticed them. I've noticed them much earlier because I think I know what yeah. they are. Whereas in, I'm sure I felt some of this stuff in my first pregnancy, but I just wasn't sure. And that's that's what another thing that's really kind of comforting about. Doing this again is like there's some familiarity in all of these little steps. Um, and I definitely think that helps with the anxiety too. It's like, oh yeah, this, I remember this. Um, I haven't gotten to the phase of like definitive kicks yet, but for sure, like r- the rumble, like the rolling sort of rumble feeling. Um yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I try to explain it to my husband and say, like, it's like when you have indigestion, but it's not painful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could feel like this like movement in your stomach but like you're not in pain that's how I feel about the like the rumbly movements of of this like second trimester phase before it's really like punchy
0: I've never heard it described like that before but I'm dying Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's almost
0: feels more fun this time around to feel the kicks and stuff because I think you just know what they can become like Mm -hmm. the first time I feel like it was nice okay cool he's kicking but like I didn't really get it like I didn't feel like now I like lay in bed and like I feel her kick and I just like can't help but like smile so big and like feel like like I don't know last I think it was last night like she made me laugh because I felt like she was just like moving around so much that I was like what are you doing in there Like, are you okay? Do you not have enough room? Are you unhappy with the situation? So I just thought those, like, it's so, it's different in that regard. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. I totally know what you mean.
0: What are you most nervous about in having your second?
1: A couple things. I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to just lean into like the good feelings this time, but there are a couple of things I'm like, you know, just generally worried about. Of course, I'm worried about the, disruption to the pseudo balance we have found in our, our lives. Now we do the best that we can. Um, I'm really grateful to have a partner who really tries and is very receptive to my requests or commentary on, you know, division of labor and mm-hmm. things that like, just even trying to explain what it feels like to be a pregnant person. And like, all like, yeah you know i'm i'm very grateful i've got a really good partner but we have found some sort of very precarious balance at this point in our our lives and that will 100% be disrupted and i'm aware of that i don't know exactly what it's going to feel like or how we're going to manage i know we will but that's a little concerning i worry about how that will impact my daughter like the disruption and things and like navigating the balance of parenting too. And in the early days, how, how much the baby will need me physically. And there's, there's not a lot of ability to um, delegate (laughs) some of those, some of those things. So I worry about that. I worry about, you know, just overall, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I have my own small business and I'm really lucky and I've been doing it for, I mean, like five years now, which is awesome. And I'm grateful that I've been able to, but it's me, like I'm a one woman show. I do all of the things on my own. And so when I'm not working, I'm not working. Yeah. And while I will, we'll be okay. Like, there's like a pressure of like, okay, well, you got to make sure that you can get get yourself back together and and get out there and get doing what you need to do. But also like, I don't want to put that pressure on myself. What if I don't feel ready or I don't want to? Like, those are things I I worry about. And I want to be able to like be with my child. Um, and it's, you know, I think I am very much not not unique in that feeling or sensation at all. Whether you own your own business or you you just work full time or you are part time, like all of those things are it, it's all couched together. And I think most women experience this feeling in some way of how to navigate the quote unquote return to normalcy or return to work and the life that you have structured for yourself with a new person in your family and managing how that affects you personally emotionally. So,
0: yeah, I think I can echo the sentiment of like the first thing you said about finding balance. I feel like for so long John and I struggled to find some sort of balance in our relationship and in our life as a family because we're both work full time and then we both also have side hustles and things that we're passionate about and hobbies. So it's like it was always this push and pull of like me solo parenting a lot. And like, I want more time as a family. He's trying to grow his own business so he doesn't have to work at his current job one day. And that's a lot of work. And that's all work. And even though I've like invited him to like take the leap, like financially, I'm like, we'll figure it out. Like if you have to piece together a few, if you want to go on your own and like. You have to piece together a few incomes, like, I don't know, work at Lowe's part-time while you do, like, I don't like, I was like, babe, I don't care. Like, I just want you to be happy and home, but, (laughs) and home. But so we found balance finally in Archie's three and now Mm -hmm. it's going to be chaotic Mm -hmm. again. But like, I'm also like, same like you trying to lean into the good feelings and I'm trying to be really positive. And I've almost found myself trying to reassure him more that things are going to be fine and line up care and postpartum care so that he's comfortable. And I know that's like totally goes against like everything feminist and everything, you know, mom's already carry enough of the mother load, like shouldn't be your job to make him feel good. But it's also I feel a little bit of guilt because I kind of pressured him into having another child, like full transparency. He was fine with Archie he's an only child so he felt he just doesn't get it he just doesn't understand what it's like to have a sibling and I do and I think it's magical and I wanted that for Archie even like this past weekend we went to or not whatever not time is going but anyway a couple weekends ago we went to an amusement park and all the little kids were riding with their siblings Mm -hmm. and Archie was like I want someone to ride with me and I like almost cried John went up and down the line asking if like any kids wanted to ride with him. And like no one, you know, no, all the parents are kind of like, no, nah, whatever. And I, I felt really sad. And like I told John, I was like, that is something he'll never have to worry about once, you yeah. know, baby sister can ride with him. Like he'll always have a always have someone. I don't know. That's just my personal feelings.
1: I think even if you know that you want to have another child or like it's still scary <laughs> yeah right you know like right. so I under I understand his reticence and being a little nervous about it because even I feel that way even though I have always sort of envisioned having more than one kid and you know my husband and I did talk about it that because we're we did IVF yeah and, uh natural pregnancy is just very unlikely for us um if this transfer didn't succeed, We would need to do another cycle. And I just wasn't sure if I was prepared to do Mm -hmm. that. And you know, there would have been a a certain feeling of of loss for sure. But also I feel a a certain amount of fulfillment with having my daughter. And I'm I'm grateful that she's here. And so, like, you know, I, I get it. I get that you don't always. I don't know, like the things that you might envision for your family don't always come to fruition and that's okay. You know, all of that kind of thing. But so even if you didn't envision more than one and you end up with more than one, I'm sure that there's a fullness that you get from that. But also it's scary when you want more and you get more. (laughs) Right. it's, It's all, it's all a lot. I guess that's really all there is to say about it. Like, there's a lot of emotions that come along with becoming a parent, whether it's your first time or your fifth time, you know, like there's just a newness and a change that it everything changes. It will definitively change forever when you have a kid, whether it's your first or you've had many before. So,
0: yeah. It, no, totally. And then you also mentioned your career break. I think it's different when you are an entrepreneur. I feel like I give entrepreneurs a lot of credit because like you mentioned, like if you're not working, you're not working. I feel like there probably is some pressure to like, well, one, it's like you also don't have any employee. Well, you're in your business. You don't have an employee. So it's like you do all all the, the roles. All the things. You do all the things. So it's like, how do you, I don't know. It's like pros and cons. Like I totally get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like part of the reason I wanted to start my own business and do this was so that when it came time to have a family, I would have flexibility and here yes. I am and I have yes. a family and I have flexibility, but it's still really hard because, Yes, because I, I, since I'm in charge, you know, like I have to be in charge of pushing myself or making sure that I am hitting whatever goals I've set for myself. And no one's going to do it for me. I even was just talking about this this morning, but I really struggle when I'm at home working on a day that my daughter is in care. She's in care three days a week and then two days with me. So I'm a part-time stay-at-home mom. I love part-time worker. Um, and I own my own small business. And so everything kind of gets jumbled together and so on days when i'm out on a project i'm good to go you know i really i know exactly what i'm doing and i can manage just fine but when i'm home on a day where she's at school and i have time for like back end work or like just organizing my business life or prep or whatever but my house is a mess mm-hmm. i have a really hard time focusing and doing work for my business because my surroundings are in disarray, and sometimes I just have to like be like, "All right, I'm I'm just doing the laundry and the dishes, and like I'll get to stuff later tonight, or like maybe I push it to next week or whatever." Because my brain just will not let me; it will not let me do it. And it's there for me; it's waiting for me anyway. Like so, and I know that that's not necessarily always the best use of my time in terms of being a an entrepreneur and a businesswoman and things that I still struggle to say about myself, <laughs> even though I technically am those things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tricky, a tricky territory to navigate for sure. And I know that you, you know, this even like, and you're working full time, but you have all these side hustles, including what we're doing right now. And like, you put a lot of time and energy and effort into all of this. And it does not always leave a large swath of time to take care of maintenance for your life and that's also very necessary. So it's hard.
0: (laughs) It's so, yeah, so necessary. I can relate. Actually, the other day I had like ton of deadlines, things I had needed to meet at work. I needed to like get into my office and just sit down on my computer and work. I couldn't because it was a colossal mess. So I I was like, you know what? I just got to clean this. So, and Part of me felt like I was procrastinating on the stuff I had to do. But then, like you said, like my brain just couldn't like the peripheral vision. If I see mess and clutter, my brain, I just can't, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Okay. Shifting. What are you most excited about for? Oh, I'm so
1: excited about my daughter having a, a sibling. Like you're excited and I have siblings too. So I I'm really excited about that. Um, I I know that it's gonna be like long term, it'll be absolute chaos and magic. Like there's just (laughs) like you know chaos Um, and
0: magic. Do you have do you have like sisters or brothers or
1: both? I have all sisters. So I sisters, so you know. Yeah, I have four (laughs) sisters from a couple of families because my parents split when I was young, but I've got two stepsisters, a half sister and a full sister. And Of those siblings who have children, it's all also girls. So our whole family is just, yeah, we're just female strong for sure. So I was going to say you're
0: like a witch coven. I'm not calling you witches. I just, cause I'm reading this book about witches. I was like, oh my God, she has like a real life coven. Anyway,
1: listen, you never know.
0: (laughs) what about, are you excited about
1: newborn stage? Like, or like, I, I am, I'm excited about this, the snuggly stage, which isn't, isn't quite newborn. It's like a little bit later, maybe like the three, the three to six months when they just, when they start to recognize you a little bit more, when you don't just feel like a feeding machine and there's like the eye contact comes in and you start like the baby will start recognizing your face and knowing that it's you and, responding to you and then like nuzzling in like mm-hmm. I I love that and like the smell of a baby's head is just oh the best. my god so it's, I don't know how it's possible like they barely bathe they smell like powder it's amazing <laughs> um but they're just yeah I love I love that phase and I also like being a project person I'm I'm really looking forward to this like big new, new project that we're going to do in our home. We're going to like make a new room. We're going to, I'm going to get to design it and organize it and, you know, like do all those things that feed me creatively too. So that's really exciting in the, the preparatory stage. Yeah. I just, I get really excited about preparing for a new person and then Having them be here, so I'm um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm excited too. And know what's kind of fun about even though like I'm getting a smaller office and you're getting a smaller bedroom, like I'm kind of excited for almost like a change of scenery and like a chance at redecorating and reorganizing my life. So I'm kind of excited to have like a new view and like a new way to store my stuff and maybe a new play, a new way to display all my plans. So like the projects, I get it. Like, see, and I feel like a lot of it is like choosing how we feel too. Like I could choose to be like dread this project, which is like part of, I have like a sliver of like sure dread (laughs) who doesn't, but then like, okay, I'm choosing to like look at it also as this like fun opportunity and, and also have a place to like, I just don't know if we didn't do this room change. I don't know where she would go. I mean, she'd go in our room, obviously, but like, I would love for her to like, have her own space.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, we could
1: get away with doing a room share with the girls together. Maybe even get away with it in my daughter's existing room. But like, we haven't done much of anything to the upper floor of our house since we moved in a couple of years ago. And like, same, this is, we have plenty, like more than enough space. There's too much space in this room for, for me. Like we don't need all of it. I would much rather make the entire floor plan function a little bit better for our entire family. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do like part of, part of the reason is I want my daughter Kennedy to still have her own space. And so if I can give that to her, I'm, I'm going to, and like by making this big change, she gets to participate in like picking things out and making it special for her. And like, I'm sure Archie will get really excited about that too. Like it's going to be his room with his sister, but like, he gets to decide like, like, Oh, do you want to put this on the wall? Do you want this picture or get some of these, this color or whatever? And like, that's, that's exciting for them as a way to, bring them into the process of having a, a new sibling like they get to participate in some of these changes in a more active way um so I'm yeah. excited about that and also just like in the future if we ever sell this house which probably not anytime soon <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> was just, if so we you do
0: probably get a lot of money for it but where would you go <laughs> I mean
1: we we're we're in the we're interest rate trapped like a lot of people you know and I am not complaining just yes. for anyone who's listening, I am not complaining because I know that times are hard out there and people yep. who are trying to buy a house right now, it is a it is a tough, tough time. Um, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. Same. No, I was
0: saying we're interest rate locked. And like, even if we were to sell our home, we're like, where would we go? Is every place is a if we, the money that we would need to upgrade to what we would need is like more than we would sell our house for if that makes sense
1: oh yeah we could sell our house make a really good profit right now and just afford to buy like a slightly shittier house (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) it's so true Uh, but yes we're not complaining we're not complaining (laughs) um is there anything that you'll do differently with new baby girl versus what you did with kennedy
1: you know I'm sure there will be Um, (laughs) at the like I can't really think about I think in terms of like just logistically things will be so different because we we now live in a small house in the burbs versus a one bedroom apartment in the city in the like middle of a raging pandemic. So I'm actually really looking forward to having some like normal outings in the earlier days of like, even just like going on a walk to the park and it's not scary to see other people. Like, Oh my God. I know I'm really looking forward to that. And I know you are too. Like, it's just, and you know, being able to be, be out and about in in an exciting way. Like, you know, in the early days, there's, they're so totable a lot of times, like you can put them in the stroller and they'll, they'll take their little nap and you can go park it at a, you know, cafe on the street. And like, have a, a latte. Like that's, that's, what's it's that so like? hard to with the toddler. Like they're all, running all over the place. So like, if she's at school and I can take the baby and we can go for a, a little outing and, and have a stroll and she's going to, the little one will snooze like, oh my God, that will be great. I'm really looking forward to
0: that. <laughs> yeah. What's that? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like when we, when world like kind of returned to somewhat normalcy, like our kids were toddlers and they were, you know, and Archie's good. He's good and behaved, but he's still a toddler. So he was still chaotic to bring Mm -hmm. out. Like he just Mm -hmm. it was just an intense experience that I didn't always want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yes, I know. I think about that, too. I'm like, I'm going and this is a vision I have for myself. So I hope it comes true. But we're going to be doing the Christmas things because she'll be born in the beginning of December. And I'm just going to baby wear.
1: I'm going to baby wear a, a baby during Christmas this year. That's so exciting.
0: It'll be exciting. So, I'm going to try. I want a baby wear. I want to go out with her. Like you said, Archie will be in school. So, I'm going to do the things, hopefully.
1: Let's see. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I am really looking forward to Christmas next year because my daughter will be born she's due in very early february so she'll be almost a year at her first christmas which i feel like is really kind of cool like it's a it's fun at that age already i'm sure archie is in this window too but kennedy like this is like primo christmas age like she oh yeah she's she's already so excited she found a christmas book we've been reading it for like three weeks already like i'm fine with it <laughs> archie has been singing jingle
0: bells you know throughout the summer like yeah it's they're just ha, yeah delicious at this age so it's fun yeah i feel like this age is fun i think that's what i was trying to say earlier is like this age like things are now magical like i'm excited to ha- like like decorating for halloween this year i think is gonna be more fun because last year he just he didn't want to wear his costume he didn't get it he trigger treated in his clothes. He didn't it was like a very like he was still young. Like they were still young. Yeah. They were what like two? two they turned two. And change. two. Yeah. Two and change. Yeah, but you're right. This is like Primo Christmas. Oh yeah. Santa. All I'm the psyched. all the things. It's gonna be fun. Age. Yeah, I love it. I think that's all I have for you today. Yay! I'm this so excited. is so great. We shouldn't wait two years for the next one, but no, okay, because I want to catch up. We'll have to catch up after we have our babies.
1: Yeah, we'll do a check Good. in. Like a, a check in. Trimester check in.
0: Yes. Um, are you planning on sharing all of your new projects
1: on Instagram? I am. I will definitely be starting to share more openly. This is like my coming out party. I haven't really been um talking publicly about being pregnant yet um, but I'm ready to do that um, and so I'll definitely be sharing all of my projects and process, and even just some of the, the more mundane, but necessary things like switching out all the maternity wear and, um, you know, prepping other parts of the house, because it's not just about the nursery, which I, you know, is a big piece of it. I'm working on, I'll, if I can get this together, I'll have you put it in the show notes, but I'm working on just like a little document for my clients and for people that, Has my sort of essential picks for newborn and like baby stuff like checklists and then a little bit of a map on how I set up nurseries so that people can have some insight into like where I put things because I do this all the time. It's, but it's also not just the nursery. Like you got to make space in the rest of your house for stuff too. So I'll definitely be sharing all of the spaces and things that I'm tackling over the next couple months for sure.
0: Yay. Any, I can put that in the show notes anytime. And my last, my last question for you is which celebrities do you get told that you look like the most?
1: Oh, I haven't had one in a long time, but I have received in the past. I used to get Hillary Duff. A lot from some of my friends and <laughs> Jennifer Garner I've received before, and then in my headband era I used to get Leighton Meester.
0: Wait, <laughs> I was okay. She's one of them. Like literally, I'm like Leighton. She's like this. I always like I have I have Gossip Girl right on my podcast right now. Every time, like okay, I get I'm seeing Leighton Meester and Winona Ryder. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I have two. I'll take it. That's yeah I mean two beautiful women but I was right. just I had to like I think, so funny. I think I asked you this the first time around too Did you?
1: i I don't remember
0: I remember you saying Hillary Duff at one point because I just yeah
1: I don't necessarily see it all but i'm I'm happy to receive the, the they're all beautiful women so I appreciate it I see Lee
0: and Meester the most I yeah. think because I just like Think she's so beautiful. I used to lust over Leeton Meester. Like she's so beautiful and so cute. And like I was a big Gossip Girl fan. Tbt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Jackie, thank you so much for being here with me today. You're so welcome, where, where can everyone find you?
1: Um, I'm on the socials primarily Instagram. I'm also on TikTok um, at Sort of Space. And then if you can find my website, sort of and email me at hello at sort of space. If you got questions, but yes, you can find it- me, find me on the socials, DM me. That's where I am. <laughs> and
0: she does, do you still do virtual consultations? I do.
1: Yeah. I still do virtual consultations. I did one for Lena. Yep. Um, and it worked
0: out. It was yeah. fabulous.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm based in, in the, uh, like I'm in Fairfield County in Connecticut and I work in like the tri-state area, but I do virtual consultations too, for sure
0: yeah and the virtual consultations the virtual consultation i had with jackie was very effective like it was actually just like fine it was perfect like in person or virtual it was perfect see i got what i needed so it was great uh thank you so much and everyone will put everything as many things as we can in the show notes great uh and stay tuned next week for the next episode bye jackie Bye. bye thanks for joining us this week on the new mama's podcast This podcast was created to help first-time moms everywhere navigate this new stage of life and talk about the honest and the raw moments in motherhood. I'm your host, Lena Forrestal. I'm a working mom by day and a blogger, photographer, and podcaster by mid-afternoon. And as a first-time mom myself, I'm on this journey with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite listening platform. You can donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash newmamaspodcast. Stay in touch by following us on Instagram at newmamaspodcast and Lena Forrestal. Thanks again and stay tuned next week for the next episode. Bye.